Hello, and welcome to a podcast episode of the project BioFruitNet. In this episode, you'll hear about pests and disease in palm fruits. Text by Markus Kelder and Josef Telzer from the Research Center Leimburg in South Tyrol, Italy. Read by Laura Kemper from the Research Institute of Organic Agriculture, FIBEL, in Switzerland. Apple scab. What is the life cycle of apple scab? The apple scab fungus overwinters in infected leaves on the ground. During the winter, the fungus forms fruiting bodies in the fallen leaves. Primary fungal spores, so-called ascospores, are released during rainy periods in the spring. Spores are carried by wind and rain onto leaves and fruit, where the spores germinate and penetrates the plant. This primary infection can taint the green tip for a month or more on the trees. Symptoms appear one to two weeks after infection. Secondary fungal spores, so-called conidia, are produced in the lesion and can cause additional infections on leaves and fruit during rainy periods. Secondary infections can continue to occur during the growing season. What are the symptoms and damage of apple scab? Symptoms appear on leaves and fruit. Lesions on the leaf appear initially as light green circular spots that become olive green and velvety in appearance. If early infections are severe, the leaves may curl and often fall prematurely. Symptoms on fruit appear as almost circular lesions that are olive green and velvety in the beginning, but become darker and scabby in time and sometimes crack. Severe early infection of fruit results in deformed cracked fruit that may drop prematurely. The spots in the fruits lead to fruit depreciation and the spots in the leaves to a loss of photosynthetic capacity. Monitoring apple scabs. How does it work? The fungus overwinters in infected apple leaves on the ground. In spring, ascospores, the primary inoculum, are released during the rain. The release of these ascospores can be monitored using spore trapping. The RIM Pro model is the most widely used forecast model by producers for apple scab monitoring. It can include weather forecasts and the maturing of spores. How is apple scab managed? Preventive measures play a crucial role in apple scab management. When planting an orchard in organic cultivation, it's important to choose apple scab resistant or robust varieties. Furthermore, it's important to use sanitary measures to reduce the inoculum of the disease. Apple scab infected leaves need to be removed or shredded. In addition, leaf decomposition needs to be promoted in autumn to prevent infection from ascospores during the following spring and summer. Pruning is important as well for scab reduction and organic production. It causes rapid drying of leaves and fruit after rain and dew. Finally, a drip irrigation as opposed to a sprinkler irrigation is recommended to reduce moisture in the foliage. Apple trees are susceptible to the disease starting from the green tip stage. It's essential to properly manage the primary infection to limit the number of treatments needed during summer. Regarding direct control with plant protection products, preventive treatments before rainfall events and scab stop treatments after rainfall events are recommended. Preventive treatment of copper and lime sulfur are carried out immediately before the onset of rainfall. 
scab stop treatments are used to stop the disease's spread. Fungicides used in organic cultivation include copper, lime sulfur, and potassium bicarbonate combined with sulfur. Rosy apple aphid. What's the life cycle of rosy apple aphid? The rosy apple aphid is a dark gray to reddish aphid, one to three millimeters in size. The adult of this aphid species appears in spring, where it begins to form colonies on apple shoots and newly developed buds. This activity, as colonies grow in size, is what causes the main damage. By the second fruit drop, it migrates to the secondary host, Plantago. What are the symptoms and damage of rosy apple aphid? The symptoms of this aphid are curled leaves, malformed and stunted development of shoots, as well as malformation and stunted growth of fruits. In addition, the aphids can produce abundant amounts of honeydew, disturbing leaf respiration and development, and causes establishment of sooty mold. How is rosy apple aphid managed? Monitoring of the rosy apple aphid is done by visual inspection of aphid colonies in curled leaves. This should be done already in early spring when the overwintering females become active. The natural regulation of this pest can be promoted by preventive measures such as flower strips, hedgerows, and cover crops, as these enhance the natural populations of the predator community, such as lacewings, ladybugs, predatory bugs, and spiders. Also, accelerating leaf fall in autumn, for example, by kaolin, a type of fine clay powder can contribute to the reduction of aphids. In general, preventive measures should always be implemented as a first measure. The best practice for direct control against the rosy apple aphid is the application of products such as neem extract when allowed or oils and soaps. Woolly apple aphid. What is the life cycle of a woolly apple aphid? The woolly apple aphid is a brown reddish aphid, one to three millimeters in size. The aphids overwinter on apple trees and roots. The nymphs become active at bud break in spring. When apple trees flower, the first colonies will be visible and possible to observe. By harvest, wingless egg-laying females are formed for overwintering. What are the symptoms and damage of the woolly apple aphid? Initially, the symptoms of this aphid are wool-like structures on pruning wounds. Later on, it expands to younger branches, and finally it forms galls on branches. Those galls harm tree growth and increase the risk of potential disease infections. The aphids secrete honeydew, a sugar-rich liquid which can be found on the surface of the fruits. How is woolly apple aphid monitored? Similar to the rosy apple aphid, monitoring of the woolly apple aphid is done by visual inspection of the aphid colonies, especially on the branches and pruning wounds. The monitoring should be done on a regular basis starting from early spring. How to manage woolly apple aphids. Control of the woolly apple aphid can be by precautionary measures, such as long pruning and generally maintaining a balance between production and growth. As for several other pest species, biodiversity measures to enhance predator abundance and diversity are important control strategies. Particularly effective against the woolly apple aphid is the parasitoid wasp, Aphelinus molly, which has this aphid species as its primary host. 
to promote natural enemies, it's important to avoid black hail nets. Direct measures for pest control are, for example, the use of oils with sulfur, and when allowed, kaolin with rock dust, soaps, and insect pathogenic fungi, such as Bovaria bassiana. It's important to note that direct measures are not considered sufficiently effective against this pest as a standalone method and should be considered in combination with other measures. Coddling moth. What's the life cycle of a coddling moth? The adults of the coddling moth have brown wings with grayish surface and a metallic bronze spot near the tip. After pupation, usually under loose bark or nearby wood debris, the adult moth emerges and starts laying eggs on the surface of leaves or fruit. The newly hatched larvae then burrow into the fruit from where the larvae develop and fruit damage occurs. What are the symptoms and damage of the coddling moth? Symptoms of the coddling moth are holes in young immature fruits from egg laying, as the larvae, which at maturity can be up to 20 millimeters in length, develops inside the fruit. The inside of the apple shows typical large pores from the larval development. How is a coddling moth monitored? Monitoring of the coddling moth can be done using pheromone traps. Another option is to use a decision support tool such as RIMPRO and similar services to contain the spread of this pest. How is the coddling moth managed? Strategies for control include mating disruption, physical barriers, removal of infested fruits, and as for many other pests, to implement measures that preserve the natural enemy communities. To achieve optimal effects, the best practice is to use the strategies in combination. The most widely used direct plant protection product against the coddling moth are the mating disruption and granulosa virus. The granulosa virus is consumed by the coddling moth larva that dies after ingestion. Other options to directly control are parasitoid wasps or nematodes applied in autumn on the tree stand. Finally, spinosad is another option, although side effects have been reported. Powdery mildew. What is the life cycle of powdery mildew? Powdery mildew can affect numerous plants, including apple. It's the primary host, but also pear, plum, peach, and medlar. The fungus overwinter as mycelium in dormant flowers and shoot bats infected in the previous year. In spring, the infected bats break the dormancy and the fungus infects the developing shoots and young leaf tissue. To germinate, the spores of the fungus need a high relative humidity greater than 70%, which is commonly available in the microclimate of the lower leaf surface. At temperatures between 10 and 25 degrees Celsius, in contrast to most foliar pathogens, leaf wetting is a deterrent to infection. The youngest leaves are the most susceptible, but become increasingly resistant as they mature. Secondary infections can occur throughout the season. What are the symptoms and damage of powdery mildew? Powdery mildew can attack leaves, flowers, and fruits. On leaves, white patches of fungal growth develop on the lower surface of the leaf. Under favorable conditions, the patches enlarge and merge to cover the entire lower surface. Diseased leaves curl upwards and become narrow and griddle. Infected blossoms shrivel and produce no fruit. 
Fruit symptoms are not usually seen unless the disease builds up to high levels in susceptible varieties. Fruit appear with net-like russeting. How is powdery mildew managed? High relative humidity, overcrowding, and excessive shade promote powdery mildew outbreaks. Therefore, precautionary measures include planting trees in sunny areas with good airflow to reduce moisture in the orchard. It's also recommended to avoid susceptible varieties. Remove affected shoots during the season and affected twigs while pruning in winter. For direct control with plant protection products, sulfur or sodium bicarbonate treatments can be performed. If problems with this disease have been encountered in previous years in susceptible varieties, pre-flowering treatments are recommended. Sooty mold. What's the life cycle of sooty mold? Sooty mold fungi can overwinter on branch tips, bark crevices, or mummified fruits. The fungi live off honeydew. During the growing season, the fungi release spores that stick to honeydew or plant exudate coated surfaces. The disease usually appears in summer and proliferates until harvest, but also during storage. What are the symptoms and damage of sooty mold? Sooty mold covers fruits, tree limbs, and leaves with a thin black film or crust. The dark color of sooty mold growth is due to the presence of dark colored pigments in the material that make up the main parts of sooty mold colonies. Many sooty mold fungi are sticky and that helps them adhere to the surface on which they grow and absorb the moisture they need. The black crusty growth can cause yellowing of foliage when the sunlight is obstructed. It causes mostly indirect damage through fruit depreciation because of their appearance. The black film on the leaves impairs photosynthesis. How is city mold managed? Late varieties are more affected by sooty mold than early varieties. Therefore, precautionary measures include using early varieties that limit the damage. Furthermore, different preventive measures can be implemented to limit moisture in the orchard. These include the selection of a location with good aeration before planting, a pruning system which promotes the aeration of the canopy, regular mowing of the grass, and the use of a drip irrigation system rather than sprinklers or overhead irrigation. Direct control with plant protection products includes treatment with products based on sulfur and bicarbonates. The efficacy is currently unclear as pathogens are different and vary from region to region. Post-harvest, manage the black layer on the fruit caused by pseudo-sooty mold. Fungi can be removed after harvest before storage by blanching them in hot water and brushing it off. Some special brushing machines can be implemented in the post-harvest sorting process. Bullseye rot. What's the life cycle of bullseye rot? Bullseye rot, also called lenticel rot or bitter rot, is caused by fungi from the Neofibrea genera. This disease mainly affects apples and pears. The fungi overwinter in orchards as saprophyte fungi on mummified fruits and leaf litter. Post harvest, manage the black layer on the fruit caused by pseudo sooty mold. Fungi can be removed after harvest and before storage by blanching them in hot water and brushing it off. What are the symptoms and damage of bullseye rot? 
bullseye rot symptoms of infections originating from lenticels show lesions that are circular, flat to slightly sunken with a, a light brown to dark brown halo around a lighter brown center. The fungi usually produce lesions on the fruit itself, but they may also occur around the stalk. The brown lesions expand rapidly and numerous wide pustules appear, which are the fruitification of the fungus. At an advanced stage, cream-colored spore masses may appear at the center of the lesions. It is very difficult to differentiate between bullseye rot lesions caused by the different Neofibrea species on fruit. How is bullseye rot managed? Preventive measures to manage bullseye rot include pruning and removing cankered branches, removing rotten fruits, harvesting in dry conditions, and at the right time for each variety. Additionally, avoiding susceptible varieties or shortening the period of storage can help. For direct control treatment with Oreobasidium pullens or products based on acid clay or copper have partial efficacy. It's also recommended to use copper as a last resort. Post-harvest treatment with hot water is effective against bullseye rot outbreaks. 